It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, how are you doing? Matt Hausman here, your host for the Smart Money Questions podcast. Hope everyone is doing great. Can't believe we're already into May 2021. Um, Today, I'm going to jump into a couple questions, actually a couple difficult questions that have come in, one of them in particular. And I I think hopefully what this is going to do, you know, one of the things I like to, how I use this format is to be able to take the situations and scenarios that are happening here in our office, whether it's phone calls, Zoom calls, in-person meetings, what have you. And hopefully be able to kind of go through what those questions are and what the scenarios are and some of the things that I suggest people really think about to hopefully get to the right answer for what you're wanting to accomplish. Many times, as you know, you know, one question many times can lead to many more questions to help us define exactly the direction that we're going to go. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to go over these two um, kind of interesting, one of them in particular. An interesting question that came over, uh, quite frankly, a tough question. And then uh, another one that we've seen as well. So before we do that, let's make sure we deal with a disclaimer. Please don't take any of the information or ideas or suggestions that I offer in today's show as direct advice for you. Please use it as information and education that you then can discuss with your advisor. Now, If you don't have an advisor or you would like for us to be your advisor, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you. And it's real simple. All you have to do is go to www.speakwithmatt.com. That's www.speakwithmatt.com. And my online scheduler is right there. You can go right in. You can schedule a 15 or 30 minute phone conversation. And quite frankly, at the end of that first call, we're going to have a good idea. Does it make sense to have a second conversation. So again, very low key, go right into the online scheduler. You don't even have to get on the phone with anyone to schedule this. So again, speakwithmat.com, www.speakwithmat.com and schedule it there. So, all right, let's go ahead and get on to today's show. Okay, let's jump into this. So the first question comes from us from Stephen in North Carolina. And, and he says here, I'll try to keep this brief with details. Long story short, I'm the executor of my deceased mother's will, and my sister is currently living in my mom's house. I don't want to kick her out, but I'm afraid that I'm going to need the money from the sale of the house to help fund my retirement, which starts in three months, pretty quick. I currently have about 600 grand saved, but the house would bring another $200,000 which would make a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, what, that's like 33% increase. How do I figure out if I'm going to be okay with what I have or if it's worth kicking my sister out? Wow. That's a tough question, Stephen. So um, first of all, the question that I would have for you is what's the current relationship like with your sister? Is it good or bad? Because the reality is, is if your sister is currently living there, and I'm sure there's some variances and variables with North Carolina real estate law, but if she's been living there, even though you have a will, if it's going to be a bad situation, then you could potentially, or the estate could be looking at, or both, 
high legal fees to go through that process of getting her out. So currently, what, what's that relationship like? And if it's good, hopefully it is, you know, going down this road of, I, I don't know that I would use the language kicking her out because that's just going to inflame the situation. So the first thing I would, I would ask you is that, you know, what's the current relationship like? And in the event you are going to decide to go down the road of selling that property is what's it going to cost you and potentially the estate in legal fees to get that done. The other thing I would have, I would, I would ask you, and I think this goes to, you know, hopefully you're having an open dialogue with, uh, with your sister is, you know, with money being so cheap right now, does she have the wherewithal, the financial means to refi and pull cash out of the property, $200,000 to pay you off with money being so cheap, that could end up being a very low payment. She gets to stay in the home. I would definitely be looking at that and discussing that. You know, right now, you know, rates are still in, in the three, three and a quarter on the top end. So money's really cheap. And it sounds like the property is worth about 400, maybe a little bit more because you're talking about a net out. So maybe you have some, uh, maybe there's 425, 450. So her getting a mortgage at basically 50% loan to value or even less could be a very viable option where you get your money and she gets to, gets to stay in the home. So uh, that's definitely something that I would, be, I would be speaking with her about and a mortgage professional about. Uh, to get that done. And the other thing, so the last part of your question was, am I going to be okay and you're three months away from retirement? Well, it sounds to me like that you haven't put together what your income plan is going to look like. So I'm assuming by what you mean in retirement means the full-time job career is going to stop. And so what have you, have you, you, are you eligible for a pension? And if so, what, what does that look like? If you're married, you know, and you have a pension, what's that going to look like with regards to the survivorship payout that you're going to be, you're going to be looking at it, One of the options that you're going to have in the pension, your social security, how far are you, or are you already past your full retirement age? And if you're married, what, if any spousal benefits are, are you both eligible for? If you are married, is your wife still working, going to continue to work past the three months when you're going to retire? So you know, I would, I would tell you that you're, you want to be doing that now. I mean, if you're 90 days away, this is something that you really want to be looking at, regardless if you decide to go down the road of you know, grabbing the $200,000 that potentially is available from the sale of your mom's home or uh, your sister essentially buying you out or your equity position out of the property. So that's what I would be telling you to look at. And then you can see if the 600000 is going to you know, meet the bills that you're going to have to keep paying when the paycheck stops. So I would tell you to go down that road. But you know, going back to the situation that you have uh, being the executor, I'm, I'm assuming because you don't mention any other siblings that are involved here, that it's just you and your, and your sister, that uh, you're really going to have an open conversation and those two routes to go. Um, well, really just one route with regards to her ability to buy you out by refining the property. I have a feeling that that's going to be a, if she can do it, is going to be a much easier transition for that to happen without affecting your long-term relationship with your sister. I think that would be, that, that's the advice that I would give you. And then 
I think that really is the first thing to look at, even beyond is the 600000 enough with your retirement so so close. So hopefully that's been helpful, Stephen. If you have any questions, reach out to us, speakwithmat.com or 610-719-3003. Okay, let's jump to the next one. The next one comes from Chris right here in Pennsylvania. It says, I am 66 years old. My wife is only 47 and we have a daughter that's eight. What kind of retirement planning challenges do I need to be thinking about with our unique family situation? So Chris, one of the things I would ask you is, are you still working? And if you are, when are you looking to retire? I think that's going to be a big thing that you're going to look at first is, uh, especially if you're going to be working uh, past you know, 66 right now, I'm going to aim to say that's probably your full retirement age with regards to social security is how much longer are you going to do that? The other thing I would say, and with regards to that, with your wife being 47 is, is she working? And if so, how long is she planning to work before she retires? I think those two things right there can help you gauge how much should we be putting away with regards to our investments, our 401k, what have you. Because of that age gap, you know, 19 years, plus we have a child at eight. So one of the things we're going to really look at is survivorship income planning. And, and so understanding where our assets are today and how long we're going to be working and how much we're going to be putting away. And one of the ways to take care of the survivorship income planning is, do you currently have life insurance. Hopefully you do. That could end up being a very key component because you're in PA. So just to let you know, life insurance is the only asset in Pennsylvania that's not subject to inheritance tax. Now, the reality is your wife is going to get a spousal exemption on the assets uh, in the event you predecease her. But when it goes to the next generation, to the uh, to your daughter, that's where the life insurance can be a huge you know, you can save a good amount of inher- PA inheritance tax on that asset. So life insurance is one way that you can do it. The other thing would be is, are you eligible for a pension? Is your wife eligible per- for a pension? Looking at social security planning with your wife only being 47, her full retirement age is going to be 67. Like I said, I'm thinking yours is probably already 66. If you're going to continue to work and you're past your full retirement age, this is where it could actually make sense to take Social Security now, especially if our asset base isn't where we want it to be, because now we're going to actually have income coming in from Social Security, plus we're working. So because we're past our full retirement age, we don't have to worry about Social Security's income restrictions, meaning if you make too much, they withhold the benefit. You're going to be past that. So this could be where the Social Security that you're taking in and you're still working, you can be putting that money aside for both your and her retirement. So the other thing I would tell you is with regards to your daughter, what are the legacy wishes that you and your wife have for that? And that, that creates something different than retirement planning, because now you're, you're, you're looking to create a legacy for after you have you know, gone. And what is that going to look like? Because if we have a big legacy desire and we don't have life insurance, and so now we're, you know, part of the assets that we're building up are actually for or keyed for the daughter and not necessarily our retirement income. So those are the different things, just to kind of go back over again. Are you working? If so, how long are you planning on working? Same thing for your wife. 
where are your assets at now and where do they need to be? This is where you can do some income and expense planning. What are your expenses today? What are you going to project them out to be? This is what can help you in putting, having a good idea on how much assets I need to be saving to be able to, um, to retire. Do I currently have life insurance? Uh, if not, it could be something to look at. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be cheap. It's not. But this is where you know you have an eight-year-old. You could be looking at, let's say, a 20-year term life insurance product, which is going to be a lot less expensive. Granted, it's only for a term, but that would cover you to 85, 86 years old. And that could be more reasonable right now. So that's something to be looking at as well. If you're working at a place where they're offering life insurance as a benefit, which many places do, you might want to look at, do they offer a group personal policy in addition to the traditional one or two times salary? That could be another place that you look at to actually find it a little less expensive than on the open market. So those are the things I would tell you to be looking at now, sooner than later. And uh, if you have any questions or you want to talk to us about that, reach out to us at speakwithmatt.com. Again, www.speakwithmatt.com or pick the phone up 610-719-3003. All right. Last one here comes to us from Marie in Florida. And you know, you guys have heard me talk over the course of the last year. It seems like real estate is still a big hot topic. And this question is, I wasn't planning to move, but my dream home just came on the market. My current home is paid off but I'd have to take out a mortgage if I bought this one. I'm retiring in five years. So is it a bad idea for me to have a mortgage? So Marie, what I would tell you to look at, first of all, is right now money is cheap. And if your dream home just came on the market, one thing you want to realize, it is a seller's market right now, first of all. So are you actually getting a good price for the home? Or is it, in many cases, I read an, uh, an article I guess it was about two weeks ago that was talking about real estate uh, this last year is up 17% in value. So what kind of pricing are you getting for the dream home? If you sold the current home, then how much of a mortgage are you going to have to take out? The reality is right now, money is ridiculously cheap. And what I would tell you to look at is, does your cash flow support this increase in expenses or the, you know, the new mortgage payment. And I wouldn't project out just the five years. Obviously, in five years, you're looking at retiring, which means the paycheck stops. You want to extend that. But you know, we have numerous clients that are into retirement or within two to three years of retirement, and they all have mortgages. Many of them over the course of the last six to nine months have refied because the intention is they're going to stay in the home and money is just ridiculously cheap. I've got one client in particular, they're about three years away from retirement. They're looking for some property right now. And their thought is with money so cheap, give me as much as I can. If the cash flow supports it, then I would tell you definitely look at it, especially if it's the dream home, you know, but you want to go through that exercise. First of all, am I getting a good deal on buying this home? Second of all, Again, it's a seller's market, so you're going to play both sides of the table, buyer and a seller. When you're selling your home, how much of an increase could you potentially look to get with that? And if you're five years out of retirement, is what's the mortgage amount going to be? And post-retirement is, can I support, because my cash flow, you know, again, the different income sources that you might have, can cash flow actually support that increase 
in payment. And if all of those things look good, Maria, I'd tell you to go for it, especially what you're saying it is the dream home. I would not be afraid of having a mortgage in retirement. Again, as long as your cash flow is going to be able to support that increase in expenses. And quite frankly, Marie, I would be telling you right now, this is five years out of retirement. You really want to be looking at your overall investments, the strategy, when you're going to retire, what's your social security planning going to look like? Are you going to be eligible for a pension? And looking at this, because the other thing, this reminds me that a lot of times when people retire, you know, you've heard me talk about the first anywhere from four to seven years post-retirement are the more spending years. Why? Because we've got the bucket list. We're healthy. We want to get out there. We want to get after it and check those things off. So Marie, you also want to be thinking about that. This could be part of your bucket list. Hey, listen, this is my dream home, you know, but be looking at and analyzing your income and expense flow and what's it look like up to the next five years while you're still working? And then what's it going to look like after that? So Marie, hopefully that's been helpful. Listen, everyone, that's all I've got for you today. Again, hopefully it's been valuable and you can see more and more as you ask yourself more questions, not just the initial one. Hopefully you can drill down to the answer that is best for you. So listen, everyone, let us know if you have anything you'd like for us to address either at info at smartmoneyquestions.com, shoot us an email, or if you'd like to speak with me directly, 610-719-3003, or just go to our online calendar, speakwithmatt.com. Again, www.speakwithmatt.com. All right, everyone, we'll talk soon. Everybody take care.